Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. It is Sunday, December 23rd, and this is the Evan Witt Podcast, brought to you by Coach Evan Fitness. How are we all doing today? Talking to you following a Packers victory, something I've not done very often this season, as the Packers season has not gone as we, a lot of Packer fans, myself included, hasn't expected it to go. And now the, the game doesn't go how Packer fans want it to go either, Um Packer fans wanting the Packers, some pack, some Packer fans wanting the Packers to lose for draft position, but instead the Packers win, which is set off an ent- a huge firestorm on Twitter. Twitter is blowing up about people pissed off at the Packers won, people pissed off at the people that are pissed off that the Packers won, people still pissed off that Rodgers played. And just a lot of negativity of following this game. Wes, Wes Hockowitz, who works for the Packers, said it best. This game was a pessimistic person's dream. The people are people are mad the Packers won. People are mad the Packers didn't lose. So if the Packers would have lost, people would have been complaining. If the Packers, since the Packers won, people are complaining. So when I'm talking the Packers, to be different. Because all I'm seeing is negativity. To be different, I'm going to focus strictly on the positive portions of this game. And yes, it hurts dropping to the 14th pick in the draft. It does hurt. As it'll be awesome and potentially great to get a top 10 pick. They don't happen very often in Green Bay. So it would be nice to get a top 10 pick to get some front-line help, but at the end of the day, just because it's top 10 doesn't mean it's going to be a a hit. Just because it's top 15 or 14th or 20th or 31st doesn't mean it's going to be a, a miss because you can find talent in the draft if you're looking for it right. I'm also going to talk a little bit of WWE. The McMahons are back on camera. Stephanie, Shane, Hunter, they're back leading the show on on screen. And yes, I know they've been leading the show off camera for a while, but now they're going to be leading the show off screen, which short term should be great, but long term doesn't fix anything. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why. Then we got the Milwaukee Bucks, 22 and 10. They they fell to the Heat last night, 94-87, but the Bucks Christmas Day game for the first time in many, 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 many years. Tipping off against the New York Knicks at 11 a.m. on Christmas Day. Talking about some things that are impressive to me about the Milwaukee Bucks. And 
I don't just mean Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's awesome in general, but there's some other things that are, to me, are, uh, are, are awesome to see as well. And I'm going to talk a little bit about those things too. So sit back, relax, and uh, give a listen to the Evan Witt show as I give you these things. So first off, Green Bay Packers. And yes, I know there's a lot of people pissed off and mad and angry that the Packers won. And there's people that are mad, pissed off, and angry that people are mad, pissed off, and angry that the Packers won. But like I said, I'm going to focus on the positives of this game. And first, the first positive, I might spin a little bit towards a negative, but it's a positive. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was having fun again. Through the first 13, 14 weeks of the season, for the most part, it didn't look fun for Aaron Rodgers. It didn't. It didn't look, to me, it didn't look like Aaron Rodgers was having fun playing football. Everything seemed to be a chore against him. He looked disinterested. He didn't look like he wanted to be there. And for the first time, in my opinion, this season, Rodgers looked like he was having fun. And that, that's important to me. It's important to see Rodgers having fun. Yes, it is a, quote, meaningless game. But if Rodgers does, did find his fun again, that could carry over into next year, especially potentially with a new staff coming in. Um, and I say potentially because I still think there's about a 1% chance that Mark Murphy could just say screw it and give Joe Philbin the job. That's why I say likely a new staff coming in because who knows if Philbin brings in a new staff or not if he does get the full-time gig, which I hope he doesn't. But that is always a possibility. But Rodgers looked like he was having fun again. And I think that's huge. The scheme will change. The type of offense will change. The type of uh, schematics and some of the personnel will, will change. But one thing that will not change is Aaron Rodgers. And if you have Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> being passionate out there, things are going to flow much better. Rodgers had his best performance of the year. Yes, he did miss some throws. I know that. But overall, he had his best performance of the year, going 37-55 to 55 for 442 yards, two touchdowns, added one on the gro- uh, two on the ground, including a two-point conversion as well. So that was my first positive about the game. My next positive, Jamal Williams. Now, Jamal Williams is probably the most underappreciated player on the Packers only because his name was not Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is a good running back. He is. He He's a good back. But the problem was his name was not Aaron Jones. He's not as dynamic as Aaron Jones. He's not the playmaker, per se, that Aaron Jones is. But he is a guy that does his job and does his job extremely well. And... I, I like what we see from Jamal Williams. He, on the year, 113 carries for 460 yards, three touchdowns, 24 receptions, and he had about 155 yards of total offense today. Now, it does look like he is being possibly looked at for a concussion, which hope that's not the case. However, um, Aaron Jones looked very good. He was good re- uh, reading the holes. He was good making plays in space. He was good not going down on first contact. He was good being an all-around back. And he also uh, the, he had 15 
carries for 95 yards and a touchdown, averaging 6.3 yards per carry. He also had six catches for 61 yards, averaging 10.2 yards per carry, including a screen pass that was just probably the most beautiful screen pass I've seen the Packers run in quite some time. So Jamal Williams, a positive. He he shows that he can be a focal point of this offense, and I think that's huge that going in the next year, you could have both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones um, splitting the time, not you know, necessarily having to be even, but splitting the time, go with the hot hand, and keep, uh, you know, you could always use Jones to wear out defenses late in the game. So again, big, big thing right there, the, uh, Jamal Williams running the ball. Another positive for me, Akamenia St. Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Jake Kummerow. The uh, St. Brown and Valdez-Scantling especially, they came to play. Both had five catches, St. Brown for 94 yards, Marquez Valdez-Scantling for 75, and they both played incredible games. I think they ran great routes. Rogers showed some trust in them. They were both able to get open. They were both uh, fighting for extra yards, both fighting for the football, and Rodgers had no trouble going uh, uh, looking for them for, for the football. He had no issue at all. And Kumaro uh, showed some great route running ability, especially on his big touchdown catch and run. Um, he had three for 68 and a touchdown. Now, Randall Cobb, I'm not saying is gone yet. I'm not saying Randall Cobb is gone. There's a good chance he's going to be gone. He's a free agent. But when you look at the rookies and the development that they've made over the course of this football season, uh, you look at the development that they've made through these 15 weeks, it's great to see them continue to develop and continue to build rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I, I saw one person comment that it... It doesn't matter these next two games uh, trying to get the offense going because you're going to have a new offense next year anyway. Well, the offense might be different, but Ecumenia St. Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, possibly Jake Kummerow, possibly Robert Tunyon, J- uh, Jamal Williams, these are all, and Devontae Adams, these are all guys that are going to be here especially if uh, Adams is going to be here for a while. Now, Rodgers already has the connection with Devontae Adams, but he needs to continue to build rapport, build that connection with St. Brown and Valdez Gantling. He needs to continue to build that. And again, combined, they had 10 catches for well over 100 yards, almost 200 yards, uh, over 200 yards. My math is correct. I don't feel like doing math right now. But... That's huge that Rodgers is getting trust in them. And then Jimmy Graham, who I'm probably the only one that's going to say this, I hope Jimmy Graham is around next year. He started to build some rapport and trust with Jimmy Graham. Now, he didn't catch everything thrown to him, but Rodgers was trying to put the football in spots that only Jimmy Graham could go up and get it. He was starting to get a little bit of trust there in Jimmy Graham. And that's important to me, too, because the reason why I hope Jimmy Graham is back for at least another year because the Packers have had a revolving door at tight end since Jermichael Finley. They've not had consistency at that position 
for a while, and they need some consistency. Bring Jimmy Graham in for another year. Develop Robert Tunyon or somebody you draft in the draft this year at tight end behind Jimmy Graham. And then as the season goes on, Jimmy Graham probably gets less and less, uh, less and less snaps, and the younger guy gets more and more. I think it's important to keep Jimmy Graham around. And the building that rapport a little bit about Jimmy Graham to me was super important for Green Bay too. So offensively, those are things to me that was important to see. Seeing Rodgers form connection with St. Brown, Valda, Scantling, Kumaru, Kumaro, Jimmy Graham, Jamal Williams making some plays, Rodgers having fun again. Those were important to me. And defensively, Josh Jones, he was flying around making tackles. Now he still not doesn't have the best instincts out there. I'm not going to lie and say that he does, but he's flying around making plays. He had a pass broken up too, six tackles, six assists, 12 tackles total, and he had a pass defender, defended. Uh, Tony Brown, undrafted rookie, six tackles, and he's a guy that just keeps playing uh, better and better each and every game. I remember early on in the year, he cost the Packers a 15-yard penalty for staring down a receiver after making a routine uh, pass breakup. But since then, he's just gotten better and better, and he had to get significantly more playing time today because uh, Jahir Alexander left the game with a groin injury. Um, I'm sure if the game was more meaningful, maybe he comes back in, maybe not. I don't know the severity of it. But Tony Brown played a great game in place of Alexander, and in the uh, more and more snaps he's been getting this season, he's been playing better and better. Tyler Lancaster continues to be very solid up front. Nothing special, but he does his job, and he does his job extremely well. He uh, stuffs the gaps, uh, stuffs the hole, uh, limits the the ball carriers, and he's able to break ta- uh, break blocks and get tackles in the backfield. Uh, Breland has been playing pretty well the past couple games, and Antonio Morrison. He's a guy who they brought in late from the Indianapolis. Didn't fit Indianapolis's new defensive system. Not sure how he's going to fit the Packers, um, especially since he doesn't really have a lot of speed. He's more of a uh, hair on fire, going to punch you in the mouth type linebacker. And the way he throws his body around, I, I like Morrison's attitude. Um, not saying he needs to play a lot going into next year, but I like the influence he brings to this team. Um, Blake Martinez is Blake Martinez. He does his job. He does it well. Um, Montrevious Adams probably had his best game all year, and that was great to see. Um, so, like I said, I'm sticking. St- I'm post. Uh, I'm sticking to the positives today. There were some negatives in the game today. The defense being shredded for 38 points. No pass rush whatsoever, allowing Don Darnold to just pick apart Green Bay. Robbie Anderson just tearing apart the Packers secondary, not being able to pass block whatsoever early in the game, making Rodgers have to run for his life. You know, I can go on and on about negatives. I could. And that would fit the narrative following the game, Um, seeing everyone on social media. It would definitely fit that narrative. But I'm not going to go with the negative. I'm going to stick to the positive things I liked. And those are the things I liked. The young players, to me played pretty well. And Lucas Patrick, I, I I like what I see from him. He's very scrappy. He Does he have a future at guard for Green Bay? I don't know. 
but he's very scrappy. He's a fighter. He's going to work hard. He's going to fight, fight you, not be afraid to punch you in the mouth. And I like that about Lucas Patrick. And to me, probably the play of the game is Bulaga, and I forget who the lineman was for the Jets getting into it. Uh, he throws Bulaga to the ground kind of cheap, and he go, Rodgers goes running over there and gets in the guy's face. That's leadership to me. And I like... I like uh, I like seeing that. I, I like seeing that fire. I wish the fire would have been here all year. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But I like that fire. So, new, no head coach yet. Um, not sure who it's going to be. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be an offensive guy. It can be a defensive guy. But some possibilities. We can always talk about Vic Fangio. Um, outside the box guy. Um he deserves an opportunity for the job. Uh, John Hardball is looking like he's not going to get a chance. Uh, looks For the Packers, I mean. Uh, looks like the Ravens are going to extend John Hardball. Um, so, moving on. Milwaukee Bucks, they beat Boston, lose to Miami, and now they have a tough matchup against the, the New York Knicks on Christmas Day. Christmas Day game. And some things I like about the Milwaukee Bucks this year. Giannis continues to amaze. Averaging a double-double a game. Uh, six assists per game. Um, Giannis continues to impress. He really does. Um, the only thing he needs to work on a little bit is those free throws. Very inconsistent at the line. Now, obviously, he can't be a Malcolm Brogdon who has... Uh, 98% free throw percentage. You can't be a Melgden Brogdon. I get that. Not everybody's going to make 98% of their free throws. But he's just got to be a little more consistent. Um, that worries me a little bit. Eric Bledsoe has played extremely well this season, playing in 32 games, uh, averaging 16 points a game, uh, shooting 50% from the field, 34% from the, from the three-point line, uh, 5.7 assists per game playing very outstanding defense at times. I like what I'm seeing from Eric Bledsoe. He's another one that could be a little better from the free throw line, but overall, I like the grit that Sterling Brown is showing at times. Malcolm Brogdon is an incredible player, playing in 29 games, averaging 15 points. Um, Lights out from the free throw line, and he's a guy that doesn't get talked about much. Uh, but he's a guy that's a baller. He brings it each and every night that he plays for Milwaukee. He didn't play last night due to a, a, a tight hamstring. But overall, I love Brogdon on the floor. Um, Chris Middleton's Chris Middleton. Went through a bit of a slump uh, a few games back. But he looks like he's starting to get out of it a little bit. Um, Tony Snell is playing better than he... Uh, was last year, Tony Snow didn't seem comfortable at all last year. But this year, his three-point percentage is up to 46%, um, shooting 53% from the field, playing much better defensively. Uh, and the ongoing theme with the Bucks just needs to do a little better. Uh, I'm, I apologize, 39% from the three-point line. I got him confused with uh, DJ Wilson's stats for a second. But he's one that's playing pretty well from the free-throw line. And then DJ Wilson and uh, has been having to play a lot of minutes these past few weeks, uh, past few games, due to Ersan Ilyasova being out with the broken nose. And DJ Wilson playing really good, playing strong defense, uh, 
na- nailing some shots. I'm liking what I'm seeing a little bit from him. So a lot of good about the Bucks right now. One bad I got a comment on, and that's just slow starts. They got to play better early on. The Heat twenty four to eight after one. The the Boston Celtics are up ten to one at one point early on in that game the other day. And there's just been numerous cases of the Bucks starting slow. Now most of the time they've been able to get back into the game and make a game out of it, if not win. But the Bucks gotta do better. Um they gotta do better early on in the games. They're they're not helping themselves at all. And that's something that's gonna might come down to bite them on the ass later on in the season if they don't get it out of control. And now we're gonna move on. <clears throat> Excuse me, WWE. So Monday, uh, they had their TLC match pay per view on Sunday. I think I did pretty well on their, my predictions. Um, I think I got most of them correct. And. Now, Monday, Vince McMahon shows up to Raw, and Stephanie, and Shane, and Hunter, Triple H, they all show up, and they're all basically promising to listen to the fans. And the short term, they got what they wanted. They got a bump in ratings on the short term, on both Raw and SmackDown, which have been floundering the past several weeks, past several months. Raw and SmackDown has been floundering. Um... But they come on, they get what they want, the ratings go up. The show itself was nothing nothing that different. The show is still pretty much the same, I would say. Um, but they got what they wanted at first. They got the bump. But the, the thing that worries me is nothing's really going to change. It's really not. The McMahons, they're, it's going to be good short-term, but long-term, it's, it's, it's gonna, not, much, not much will change. Storylines aren't going to be different. The, 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 what they do each and every week are not going to change. Uh, matches are still, uh, still likely going to be 50-50 booking. Um, that's one of their their issues, and they still don't have a full time champion on Raw, and I don't see that changing at Royal Rumble. Unfortunately for Braun Strowman, I don't see it changing. Um, it, they're just they need to rebrand a little bit and go back to some basics. And I'm not saying go strictly back to attitude, but take some of the attitude era, ruthless aggression era, and go back a little bit to that. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. A little bit more edge, a little bit more crash, uh, car crash type TV. Because what they do right now is boring. And if they could possibly do it, but it's never going to happen, is get rid of that third hour on Raw. That would be one thing they could do. But hey, it's never going to happen because they get a lot of money from advertisements and they get a lot of money to uh, have that extra hour. So with that said... The next Evan Witt podcast, I'm going to talk about the NFL playoffs as the NFL playoff seedings will be um, will be figured out. Uh, 
And I will talk more about the Green Bay Packers. And I will be dedicating an episode to how I would fix the Green Bay Packers uh, in the, for the 2019 season, starting with who I would hire as the head coach, since that'll get more, uh, that'll be uh, more clear in the next week or week and a half on who will be available for the Packers. So with that said, thank you all for listening to the Evan Witt Show. Um, as I always say, if you're interested in getting healthy, losing weight, getting in shape, then let me know. I will help you. Coach Evan66 at gmail.com. Until next week, I will talk to you all later. Have a great Sunday and have a great Christmas, great holidays, everybody.